Welcome back, boys and girls, finally, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG cast. Lush? Cast, how you doing, bro? Hey, now, what is going on? I'm excited to be back. Sorry, folks, for the uh, technical difficulties. We'll try not to let that ever happen again, but we are back this week. And we're ready for another show. What's going on, Daniel? Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm a little, I'm a little bummed out that we, uh, that we missed last week's show, but we are going to reschedule it. At some point, you will hear us cover all in. Yes. You will hear us cover um, that show as well. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the today's episode, man. Let's just dive right into it. Today we are covering Hell in a Cell from Sunday, controversy and all, versus. A 15-year comparison, it's WWE's Taboo Tuesday, um, if you guys remember that one from 2004. Um, so we're doing a little 15-year comparison here, WWE versus WWE. Uh, Cass, how do you feel about like watching these shows back, especially the 2004 show? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm ready to dive in head first. Uh, I'm, uh, I was actually uh, watching every week in 2004. I remember having a friend over. Uh, it, I was in high school. I was like a, maybe a freshman or, or, or a sophomore, and I remember buying this pay-per-view and voting. I was I was in, so I remember it fondly, um, and I don't think I'll ever forget this Hell in the Cell 2019, so I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get into it. All right, let's get it, man. Let's get it. Let's go ahead and start with the nostalgia show. Let's okay. Go ahead and throw it back to 2004. Uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty great idea on paper to do this uh, Taboo Tuesday thing, where everybody kind of gets to vote uh, and pick the stipulations. Uh, but obviously, not the best execution of that idea. How they did it, the way it actually played out during the show, wasn't so great. Maybe it was actually just a little ahead of its time. I feel like now technology is significantly better, and it might be significantly easier to kind of do this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, Coach kind of opens up the show with the divas on stage, uh, and it almost looked like they were like on at an auction. Uh, and it was just, it just did not age well at all. Uh, they actually had people vote on what they would wear in the battle Royal, which is oh, yeah. super misogynistic to me. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely cringy. Uh, so what did you think about that open dude? Man, uh, that's my main thing was that this would never happen today. Never. Man. This would never uh, happen. And this was only but, 15 years ago. Like, yeah, I mean, granted, 50, it's, it's been 15 years, but still, like, that's, I mean, it's not that long ago, you it's know? It's still unbelievable, man. I mean, just, in, I, I, yeah, I'm at a loss for words. I did like the, I, I missed the custom Titan Trons every week or every month. I know we always talk about that. This was a raw pay-per-view um, because this was when the bland, brand split was going on back then. Um, yeah, dude, then they were voting for either a nurse's outfit, a French maid outfit, or a schoolgirl outfit, Ugh. and we actually found out the results right then and there. And uh, it was uh, going to be a schoolgirl outfit, and uh, I was very wow. excited about it. Very excited about that. And then, and then you go to the IC title match. Chris Jericho is the champion, yeah. and who's he going to who's he going to face? There is a long list of people. There's Batista. There's Shelton Benjamin, Christian, Hurricane, Rodney Mack, Maven, Chuck Palumbo. William Regal, Stephen Richards, Rhino, Rosie, Tajiri, Tyson Tonko, 
and there was going to be, I believe, Al Snow, but he was out with an injury, so the coach steps in. Who's going to be? Val Venus. Yeah, it was Val Venus. Oh, Val Venus. Sorry, sorry. Val Venus. You got all of the other ones right there. I was so impressed. I was like, wow, he wrote them all down. That's uh, that's impressive. I knew somebody was injured. Um, And Shelton Benjamin gets the win. And, man, the, the crowd ended up being, like, very into it. And I guess, you know, at that time it makes sense. But looking back on it, all those people... I felt like there should have been somebody like a legend in there that somebody could have voted for, a couple more funnier people, but everybody yeah. just kind of made sense for the time, right. which unless you're into that or have been watching 2004 Raws, looking back at it, it's like, oh, wow, okay, none of these people are that exciting, right. except the coach, like the only one I would have liked to see would have been, because like, that was the only kind of funny one, so I wish there was I like... Mean, Hurricane would have been good, Rosie would have yeah. been good. But but still, I mean, I don't know. It was very in the times type of, and and that makes sense, I guess, back then. So I can't really complain about it. I'm just complaining going back and watching it. Sure. Um, I, and I love a lot of those guys. No hate on them, but it just they were very regular votes. It wasn't as you would think. Whenever you did a voting thing, you would have like a, a legend and May Young would be in there, and you know, just crazy. Right. Yeah, crap. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like that at all. Um, but again, the crowd was very into it the whole time. They were very into Shelton Benjamin. They chilled for, they cheered for Shelton Benjamin before they announced the uh, actual internet votes. And they had a good little match. Uh, Benjamin actually wins with a T-bone suplex, which is a surprise to everybody because, uh, you know, whether those votes were real or not, you know, Shelton Benjamin may or may not have been in the match. So it makes you think, like, if the Hurricane would have won, would he become the uh, the IC yeah. camper? Yeah. You know what? So it was a very big surprise. He won with his finisher, one, two, three. I actually gave the match a B. I actually really, really enjoyed it. What did you think about this uh, Chris Jericho Shelter Minimum match? Yeah, man. I mean, I've I've heard that it was legitimate that that the votes were actually legitimate, and that actually kind of threw wrenches in a lot of the plans, and that's why they didn't do uh, end up doing this again. But. But yeah, I mean, at the time too, Benjamin was over. Like he, had, I think he had literally I think they just had that match with Sean. You know, the one, like the one, yeah. the one with Sean, where like he did the, that huge super kick that's still played yeah. in like highlights today. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was like coming off the heels, like that was like fresh in everybody's minds. So I'm, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that in 2004 he would have gotten like the vote. Uh, it was kind of like surprising to see him beat out guys like Hurricane and Christian, especially like considering like and Batista, mm-hmm. especially considering like their legacies and how like how you know the, their careers worked out i thought uh, hurricane but, was gonna win when i saw yeah, him me doing too. that i me was too, like hurricane yeah. just because yeah. everybody loves him so much yeah me too i mean i thought that, that I, I thought that the match really benefited from having benjamin in it though i mean he was obviously the best like in ring yeah. wrestler on that list uh and, and the match was was really good i thought yeah i mean i thought i had some like really good storytelling all the transitions were smooth uh, and I, it wasn't too long. It was a really good short opener, and you get, gave us a big surprise with putting Benjamin over. I thought it was good booking. I thought it was a way to do it. Especially, you know, really want to sell like this whole like you pick the stipulation, you pick the opponent, uh, and then that opponent, the guy you picked, wins. Uh, I feel like it makes a huge difference. So yeah, I gave the match three stars, which would have been about a B as well. Oh, cool. So we're like right on the same page there. Well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. So then I guess let's go to Hell in the Cell 2019, man. My first thought was, man, this is some huge pyro that I'm not used yeah. to. I mean, they went full steam with that pyro. I mean, yeah. it was it was very 2000-y pyro. Um, yeah. And I loved hearing the king on commentary right away. Um, still don't know who those other guys are. Um, yeah, same. I'm same. 100%. not 
real sure I'll ever know who they are that he sounds almost just like Michael Cole. Uh, Michael Cole. Yeah. yeah almost exactly. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But not much really going on in the opening um, other than the opening package and all that. And then it's uh, right away. You get Sasha Banks versus the champion, the man, Becky Lynch. And yeah. I'll just go right into it. Yeah. Um, Becky, dude, Becky Lynch. I swear to God, I'm going to do this every time, dude. She's like a living legend now. Like, she's going to be somebody we, like, look back on. Like, we look at, like, we think about The Rock and stuff. Yeah, like, totally. She's going to be that person that we look back on, She's the biggest so, star of, of this current roster, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, the Hell in a Cell doesn't, they do something kind of new that at least I haven't seen. The Hell in a Cell almost gets all the way lowered where it's, like, head, you know, at the at your head if you're standing yeah. on the outside. And, uh um banks hits becky out of the ring i'm gonna get so tongue-tied doing banks and becky but banks hits becky out of the ring they fight on the outside of the ring for a little bit um before getting back in the cell nothing really happens exciting with it like that like you think like what's gonna happen you could do i felt like you could have done like a a a catapult like a slingshot with it and i got clothesline but they didn't really do anything with it they get in the ring and then a lot of this match is on the outside of the ring um, there's a lot. Of, it's a lot of street fight mentality, punches, ki- uh, kicks, throwing into the cage. Um, just a lot of it's on that little outside area. And, you know, you could criticize that, but then you can also say uh, it's a cage type match to hell in a cell. Oh, Why yeah, not? Yeah. You know, use what you're supposed to do. Traditionally, in like, you know, five star hell in a cell matches, though, like Sean and Taker. They spent a lot of time outside of the ring and then saved like really cool spots for the outside, which I like a little more. Um, I felt like they spent a little too much time outside of the ring, but I can see why you can argue why they do that. You know, they pull out ladders, chairs, tables, they everything. And then we see, we'll see later a lot more chairs. Um, Sa- Sasha spends a lot of time working on Becky's arm a little bit on the match, really wearing her down. It really just goes back and forth, back and forth. A lot of chairs are being used, though, a lot of chairs. Um, I didn't... I, I didn't like that right after the missile drop kick. Um, so Be- Becky does a missile drop kick. Sasha rolls right out of the ring and goes under the apron and the camera like follows her and the yeah. commentary tries to like cover it. Like, like, Oh my God, she doesn't even know where she's at. She's rolling around. She's trying to hide under the ring yeah. to get to, to hide, to recover. But you see her like literally she gets Mr. Dropkick rolls right out of the ring goes down. She doesn't think the camera's on her. So she's like really moving really fastly trying to get a, a, I think she was getting a chair or something out from under the ring, a kendo stick, a kendo stick. Um, and as I said, commentary is trying to cover for her, but then she just pops right up, gets in the ring and starts using the kendo stick. Just totally no sell, no sold this huge missile dropkick from Becky off the top ropes. I thought that was really bad from, from Sasha Banks's point I, I feel like she knows better than that she should have sold that even if the camera wasn't on her she it, you know she still should have did that a, a little better that was a, a big thing that i saw and it, it really stood out because the camera followed her then very abruptly moved away and then commentary kind of shed light on it um at least i noticed it um i love the chair setup that they did in the corner so at, at one point earlier in the match um uh, man, I keep because their names Banks and Becky. Banks yeah. and Becky, baby. Yeah. I need to say Sasha and Becky, but I'm gonna stick with it. Banks sets up a chair like kind of weirdly just in the side yeah. of the cage. 
Um, and then nothing ever happens, and it's cool. They use that a little bit later. I'm going to get to that. But then uh, a cool thing that they set up at this point using the kendo sticks is they kind of like in the corner of the cell using the kendo sticks through the sides. I don't know how to really explain this. You kind of have to see it. But they set the chair up like a chair really is supposed to be set up, just high in the air. Um, Becky gets Banks in that in the chair sitting in the chair and i believe yeah. she runs off the apron and does like an oxen drop kick and it looks like i mean she kicks the crap out of her banks hits the back into the cage falls down and then later they walk around the ring banks then reverses becky into that chair that she had set up uh, yeah. earlier so it kind of all came full circle i did think the match was a little too long um and then i thought it was stupid how Banks got all the chairs in the ring. She just kept throwing chairs, throwing chairs, throwing chairs. Then she gets all the chairs in the ring, and then she stands on the top ropes and taunts, like old-school wrestling. But yeah. it was, like, so misplaced. Like, you just spent all this time. One chair even flew in the air and hit Becky while she was laying in the pile of chairs. Then Banks gets in the ring, gets in the ring, and then stands up there. And then Becky... Gets right up, reverses it, does her finisher. I think she does it off the top, so it's a little more, you know, into the pile of chairs. And then that's yeah. it, one, two, three. I still gave the match a B, even though there was a couple mishaps with that no-selling spot. And then just the weird – I mean, this match could have got an A if it was a little shorter. Um, and then that – and that mainly Banks getting in the ring and standing in the corner was very like they didn't know how to bring it home. They didn't know they, – they had all these great ideas, and then they kind of rushed it at the end like, ah, I don't know, I'll just taunt on the corner instead of coming up with something a little clever. So if they would have had something a little cooler at the end, this would have been an A+, even though it was a little long for me, but I'm going to give it a B. I know I kind of hit every spot of this match. So what did you think of, What did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I gave it an A for sure. Did I, you? I, th I think okay. you're being really nitpicky with that, honestly. Oh, like, I mean, especially Maybe when you so. talk about that dropkick spot, like – she sold it for sure. I mean, she moved – like, she rolled quickly, but she definitely sold it. She was, like, laying under there. She didn't come up with the kendo stick for a, a solid – like, there was a, a solid amount of time. You, Plus, she it's was a fucking, moving it's a around. missile drop kick, dude. Come on. It's a missile drop kick. It's a fucking vertical she, suplex. It's not like – it's not like she she didn't sell a a, a, a a finish. You know what I mean? It's not – it wasn't it, – well, uh, I, I feel like it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, But, yeah, I mean – I don't know. I, I loved it. I thought the ring work was really solid. I thought the chair spot, like with the with the chair sticking out of the cell, was was really innovative for sure. Uh, I, I honestly felt like there was air between spots to like let it all soak in and breathe. Uh, see, to me, if it was shorter, it would have been more of like a spot fest to get all that stuff in. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I felt like they did a great job. I thought the selling was really good on both sides. I thought there were really great false finishes there at the end. And then having the pile of chairs there. And that's the thing. Like, you're knocking, like, uh, like Sasha in the corner, like, kind of, dude, that's a classic heel move. Like, just gloat instead of going for the win. Like, how many times does that happen in wrestling? What do you mean? Like, I feel like that's a classic move. And no, I think not in this day and age. Just to move, set up dude. to set up that much stuff and then just go climb on the top of the rope and, and being and she being act like she was up there for five Sasha minutes, Banks? man. She was up there for less than a minute, for sure. Uh, less than a minute. Kind of lazy booking so to me. So nitpicky to me. So wow. nitpicky. I loved it. I thought it was a great finish. I gave it an A. Not an A+, but I did give it an A. Well, it only got to be for me, but this next match, this next match from 2004 was uh, a match that I was probably looking forward to more than any of the matches from either card. It mm -hmm. is the Women's Battle Royal. 
And when I tell you, I was looking forward to this. I was really looking forward to this, man. This was a classic, terrible, diva-style wrestling match where none of them really knew what they were doing out there. The best thing about it was uh, the way they were dressed, and I was a fan of it. Um, I love the commentary on it. It's hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Trish was uh, looking fire, and for that, they let her win, and she kept the title. And I don't even know what to grade this, to be honest. Um I grave it a uh, oh man. If I had a good king impression, I would I would grade it. I, I can't, but I don't know. I gave it I gave it a uh, an F. I don't know. An F. Do you, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I gave it worse than an F for sure. Um, gonna give it a P fulfill for your fantasy. <laughs> fulfill your fantasy battle royal. Uh... I mean, having all the divas wearing the schoolgirl outfits, especially when you can tell that some of them are not cool with it, just felt super awkward and like super cringy. Like I had a hard time watching it, like just when because Molly it felt, came out. Oh my god, really? dude! I it just felt so degrading that I like I felt I. You felt know what really... wasn't awkward though? When Stacy Keebler came out, that wasn't oh, awkward Lord. at all. No, I mean she's not ridiculously hot. I'm not, I'm not, and that was kind of her shtick. I, I mean, if if that's your role in the company and like your role and like and you and you acknowledge that and you embrace that, like you embrace being, you know, the sexy sex embrace symbol being girl. What? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If, you, if you're like into that idea, if you if you want to be the sex symbol, that's cool. That's fine. More power to you. Uh, but it's I don't know. Uh, at one point, Jim Ross called Gail Kim Oriental flavor on commentary. <laughs> and that's uh, that one. Definitely. That one. Say. Definitely did not age well. Um, and the ring work might have been even worse than the misogyny. I'm not sure, but it was pretty close. Um, definitely the worst thing that we've ever covered on this show. Uh, I give it negative two stars. So, like, again, I only give negative stars when I feel like if people that don't watch wrestling watch something uh, and it actually made their opinion of wrestling worse. It should get a negative star to me, so that's uh, that's what right. this that's what this definitely got. Uh, yeah, man, I don't want to spend too much time talking about that awkwardness of um, just sexism there. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to Hell in a Cell 2019. Uh, they had a backstage package here for the Roman and Brian versus Rowan and Harper uh, match. And- it's, it, got, it was very meh to me. I'm very like lukewarm on it. Like not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like totally cold. Like I have slight interest in seeing it, uh, but not really enough to like keep me engaged. It was hard not to look at my phone during this match and like try to like soak it all in. Uh, but here we are. Uh, man, yeah, I see. I, I know I have tags in like cage matches or te- or like. Um, I don't know, like any kind of gimmick match situation. Like I always feel like tornado tags are the, a much better way to go. But when it's just a normal match, it feels really clunky. When it's just four guys and there's no gimmicks, which means you can still get a DQ, then there's no reason to even have a tornado tag. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just mm-hmm. weird that like they're all in the ring at the same time. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I mean, Rowan and Harper dominated the match for the most part, and there were a few hope spots here and there. Uh, the table spot with the Hurricane Rana and the spear was kind of cool. Uh, the finishing sequence was good, and it wasn't a bad match. It just wasn't really good either, just because of how the clunkiness, the nature of the match. Uh, it will be interesting to see where they go from here, though. Like, 
because it almost feels like there's a partnership with with Roman and and Brian now. So uh, I don't know, man. You know, of course it's it's you know Vince is still booking, so Roman gets the spear for the win. Uh, I gave it a C plus. What did you think about um, Reigns and Brian versus Harper and Rowan? Yeah, I'm pretty close with you there, dude. Um, it was such a lackluster pop whenever Roman Reigns came out. It's almost like they don't want to boo him anymore because of the whole, you know, illness thing, but they still aren't going to cheer him. And it was, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny in a bad way. Just, they kind of just didn't do anything for the guy. He just came out to nothing. Um, a few smatters out there, just clap, clap. Um, man, this match should have been in a cell. I thought if you're going to have a tornado tag, put it in a cell. This is hell in a cell. Who cares? Yeah, how yeah exactly. Yeah. If it would have been a cell match, the tornado tag would have been yeah. totally into it. I actually thought I was assuming since it was tornado it was gonna be in the cell, yeah. so I was kind of bummed out about that. I know you don't want to overdo the cell because it's not special, right. but don't maybe don't put it right after the other cell match. Put it a little later. But there was uh, the fact that there was only I mean, two hell in the cell matches. Thing red, it made it look yeah. like a cartoon anyway. Yeah, just it's not special anymore. You do it every year. Just have every match on the card a hell in a cell. Um, a lot of the match was Harper and Rowan dominating. Yeah. Um, you know, they kept Daniel Bryan outside of the match and double team Roman and then vice versa. Then they kept Roman out and, or then they kept whatever the other one out and did the other, whatever I said first. Um, (laughs) there's a reason why you don't do tornado tags often. Um, because you have to do things like that where you keep one out and uh, you know, you can't have all four in the ring. It it gets too cluster. So you always have to do that where one of them's out or both men are out. Then it's kind of a one-on-one match and you kind of don't really see the other two are either laying on the outside hurt or just kind of holding each other. Um, and then the match got a little too long for me for a tornado tag. It's like, it didn't, there was no reason it needed to go this long when I thought they should have went home. They went for like an extra five minutes. Um, you know, then Rowan did the whole thing that he already did with the barrier where he hit where he hit Roman, which wasn't that special. But then I did like the the ending there where Harper and Rowan had Daniel Bryan on the announcer table. Um, Daniel Bryan actually does a Frankensteiner to Harper off the table. Then Roman, because he was hit with that barrier, he actually got hit to like over the outside in the crowd. He like jumps up, runs across the two other um, announce tables and spears Rowan into the other one until the last announced table. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then a little bit after that, Roman gets in and gets another spear onto Harper, who was in the ring, and gets the win. I liked that whole spot there on the announced table. It was really cool, him running across, and it all yeah. worked out like I was supposed to. I, you know, sometimes they run across and one breaks or just, I don't know. It kind of all worked out. I gave it a C-. minus. I thought it was a little too long. But I'm, you know, pretty close to yours. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's jump back over to 2004. Oh, uh, the next, goodness. the next match on the card. Yeah. Is uh. Well, okay. So yeah. In the back, in the back, La Resistance cuts a pretty awful promo. Um, apparently the two guys that lost that poll for the world title uh become like get a tag team title shot, which is weird. Um, and now there's like an online vote for which weapon to use in the next match. And man, I really tried to block out that miscarriage angle they did with Lita. Like oh, I just man. tried to cut it out of my. One like, of the worst angles oh, I think they've ever oh, done. Oh, and then dude, he punts. Yeah. He punts the. That one point, Snitsky punts yeah. the baby into the crowd. Oh god, it's just terrible. Um, it oh, was so god. so bad, dude. I mean, and the chain won the poll, like a chain. So in my mind, I was like, okay, yeah. maybe it'll be like a chain match. Like they'll like 
attach them at the wrist or at yeah. the neck or whatever, like, and do a chain match. But no, it's just like they get to use that Go as with a weapon. chain down, yeah. But it's like, okay, so if they're using a chain, what happens if somebody picks up a chair? I mean, you can't have a DQ, right? So it really doesn't matter at all. I don't know. I just yeah, they didn't really want stupid. you to ask questions. No, but no yeah, questions. It, was, it was Gene Snitsky versus Kane, man. What did you think about this one? I'll let you lead it off. Oh, man. Uh, Snitsky was the worst, and I'll always think he's the worst. Probably because this, probably because of this storyline, I'll never forget it, no matter how hard I try. For some reason, when I think of Snitsky, I just think of this storyline. Um, so, you know, it's a weapons match. Like you said, it becomes a chain um, and then it was really weird from there, man. Um, it's, the match really became what you'd expect two guys, um, this size in a match like this, they're fighting over the chain. Uh, Snitsky chokes Kane at one point with the chain. Um, Ugh. and then so bad, dude. Yeah, dude. And then the chain around the throat or the chair around the throat and the stop, which was something they were doing in the storyline at that point. Kane bleeds eternally, which was just all really bad. Yeah. Uh, Snitsky wins. Um, it, it's man, I gave it. I didn't give it an F, honestly. They didn't do like that bad, but it was a D. I mean, yeah, I mean that's pretty much where I was too, because it's like, I mean, there were some spots where for two big guys they were moving well. I mean, some of yeah. the actual in-ring work was crisp. Uh, but, dude, the angle was just so bad. And, again, like, what can you really do with two guys that big? I mean, they surprised me in a, a couple times, but you can't really – it's not like they're going to put on a wrestling clinic. Um, so, for the effort, yeah, I mean, I gave them I gave the match a D, essentially, too, man. I gave – I mean – Yeah. What I mean, what else can you – what else can you really say about that that kind of vibe? And especially, especially considering how terrible that angle was. Now, I will say the post-match was better than the match itself. And that the kind of EMTs like helped. or yeah, yeah 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 and like him like being like really aggressive with it mm-hmm. um yeah man so I, I did enjoy that part of it uh and then that probably like helped my overall like rating give it because I ended up giving like a like one star so I gave it like I mean, I mean before that it was at a zero so yeah I mean uh I did like the ending I thought they did a pretty good job with that like the post-match little spot there um and speaking well, of post-match stuff like if we jump back over to 2019 uh the post-match hug from Brian and Roman was pretty funny. Like I thought it was like kind of fitting. Uh, I enjoyed it. The crowd popped. Um, and there was a pretty decent little Rollins promo afterwards. He cut a pretty good promo trying to hype his, his main event match. Uh, and yeah. then we get um, Randall Keith versus Ali. Take it away. Yeah. Uh, Blandy Borton somehow <laughs> managed to get a match on this pay-per-view. And I just, I don't understand every, why that dude every just can't die. Pay-per-view. Like, like, dude, you have a show on almost every night of the week, and you still have to book matches on the fly? Like, that's, that's what really bothered me, too. It's like, dude, this is yeah. a pay-per-view, right? Like, you have 205 Live, you have NXT, NXT UK, you have uh, SmackDown, Raw, you know, every, you have all of this programming, and you're still, the day of the pay-per-view, booking a match on the fly. Why? How, how does this help? Who does this help? Yeah. It doesn't help anybody. Um, it, Dude, the system is broken, clearly. Like, that that alone should show you that the creative system just needs to be completely overhauled because it was just awful. And we'll get to how bad it, it, it has, has become. But, man, dude, this match sucked. Um, how are these guys wearing matching gear, too? Like, they were wearing matching gear. Mm. What is happening? It was way too long. It was so long. It was painfully boring. Orton pretty much just dominated the whole match. And he gets the win. It was absolute trash. Um, I like Ali. 
the guys didn't like they didn't shit to bed like as far as work rate so i gave it half a star total uh hmm. i mean like the lowest possible grade you can give it without giving it a dud uh, i hated this match what did you think about orton versus ali yeah well my my biggest you know gripe about this match is pretty much what you were saying where it was you know why it, it was almost like they didn't. They don't know what to do with Orton. They never knew what to do. They never know what to do with Orton. He's like been here and there and been with Bray Wyatt to this and that, and he never. It never sticks. He never gets hot. He never gets going. It, nobody ever gets behind. He never him. gets cold either though, because they don't let him. So it's like right. he's just this so they, constant state of like limbo, like right. all his whole career almost. And they can't keep him off the card, so they just throw a match together. And it, this made no sense. Like, why was it here? Nobody knew why. They tried to make sense of it a little bit before, but so nobody cares. The match itself, though, was pretty cool. I mean, it, it was for a Randy Orton match. He actually did a good job, and I think a lot of that goes to Ali. I mean, he was pretty rough with Ali. Um, yeah. that he, he left a big mark on Ali when he. I think I. I couldn't really tell where he got it, but there was one point where he picked up Ali and threw him into the turnbuckle, like from the outside of the ring, and he re- like he really got wrapped around it. So he he had a big mark on him. Uh, Ali did. Um, so they had a good physical match, and then Ali did that really cool reversal from the RKO where Randy went for an RKO. Ali kind of put his hands down and did a handstand, and then jumped right back up. But then Randy ultimately got the RKO and won. <laughs> Funny. But so I gave it a C minus. I actually didn't give it that bad of a grade because um, I didn't take the the fact that it made no sense and that they just threw a, a match together there on the fly, which is stupid and ridiculous. The match itself actually wasn't that bad. It just sucks that it had to happen the way it did. So for the guy's effort, I actually gave it a C minus. Yeah, I mean. I couldn't have given it a C minus. There's just no way. I just can't do it for Randy Orton in yeah. 2019. I mean, I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> it wasn't I mean, that. They did have a small reason for it, and I forget what it was. I didn't write it down. But it's because it it's because something. you know how Ali was originally supposed to be in the chamber when Kofi won, like got that spot and like started Kofi oh. Mania. So like he's been the missed opportunity guy, and and Randy was the one that injured him. So he was like, oh, this can be your um, rematch if you think you can take the Viper. It's, it's almost I'm like... still so cool. Yeah, it's still cool to shave your head and use tribal designs. That's always been cool, right? <laughs> well, it's almost like they like get to the show, they get to the arena, and Vince like looks at the card, and he's like, it looks good. Wait, where's Randy's match? Yeah. Oh, Vince, uh, he didn't have any. He didn't have anything. Else. What? He doesn't have anything? God damn it. What do you mean he doesn't have anything? Get him a match. Get him a match. And they're like, okay. Uh, and they, then Ali walks by and they're like, Ali, what do you do? Uh, you don't have a match tonight. How about you guys have a match? Cool. Hey, yeah, he's got a match, Vince. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened. Well, you know. Um, man, uh, all right. So let's bounce back over to 2004 here. And I don't feel like it's going to be much better. Um, all right. In the back, Edge oh, cut a pretty really good bad. promo uh, in the back. And now. Um, did I say? Really? I mean, it, it was really, it was really better. Um, <laughs> Edge cut a pretty good promo in the back about you know his situation. This is really where you're starting to see him turn into like a main event guy, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that was cool was to see. That was yeah. one of the coolest things from this. show. You could see him hungry. You know it's what I mean? Like, like he's still wearing the old Edge stuff, but yeah. he's like looking like the new Edge. He's yeah, in the getting, getting hungry. He's, he's yeah. not talking like the the main event Edge yet, though. It's no, kind of weird. He's getting there. Yeah, he's, he's getting, getting there. there. Yeah. 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 
it was cool to watch that. Um, uh, man, so the next match here, um, the loser either becomes the butler, wears a dress for a month, or loses his hair. And the match is Eric Bischoff versus Eugene. Could have been the main um, event. And, but we won't know until – they're not going to do the votes until the end of the match. you got to be clear on that. This, yeah. You don't know to the end. Right, you don't know to the end. Suspense. That's the stipulation heading up. Yeah, to build, yeah quote, unquote, suspense. Um, it, was, uh, it was a quick little squash. The actual, the actual quote, unquote, match part of it uh, was, a, was a quick little squash with Eugene getting the win after a Hogan leg drop, which is really funny considering, you know, Eric Bischoff and how he is what he is and the fact that he does a job to <laughs> Hogan leg drop is pretty funny to me. Um, of course, everyone votes for Bischoff to lose his hair. Like, uh, uh, and the whole thing was chaos, man. Um, with with Coach, like, say, like trying to help Eric out of it, and then McMahon kind of coming out as a babyface, but still kind of being like an asshole. I don't know how else to say it. Like, I mean, I think he was only babyface whenever he was around Eric because the crowd was like all of a sudden oh, turned into yeah. Team WWE. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, but then, it like, makes sense. at this time, they they always did that. Like, if he was around Eric, everybody all of a sudden just about faced and was like it I'm was on just terrible side. though like i mean like okay so on paper it's like okay hey guys eugene and eric bischoff wrestled a match dude after the words like they put coach in a dress and right. bischoff got his head shaved and you'd be like what that sounds awesome but then it actually happens and it was terrible it was really painful to watch like the whole sequence was really awful and awkward i just didn't like it at all um <laughs> i gave it a zero i gave it a dud uh what, what did you think about eric bischoff and eugene that whole segment Man, I don't obviously this match isn't going for the five star type matchup, man. Um, it wasn't Eric, entertaining to me either, though. Like it just Eric wasn't entertaining. Come, Eric's doing his martial martial arts kicks. Um, you know, Eugene hooks up. I'm glad that they did the right thing, where like even though Eugene is a little challenged, you know, a wrestler versus a non wrestler just totally stomps him out, wins one, two, three. You know, big boot, leg drop. Um, but then the whole thing could have been a little more entertaining and I would have given this like a B plus for entertainment if they would have pulled it yeah. off, like you're saying, but it took way too long with coach yeah, and, yeah. and Eric whispering in the ring yes. and then even, and then Vince came out and I popped, I was like, okay, it's going to get good here. Vince is going to be funny. And Vince was funny, but everything was, I, I think they didn't realize that it, how hard it is to shave somebody's head when they have long hair like that. And that was yeah. kind of messing up. And at one point, uh, Vince, like, finally just looks at Eugene and says, all right, you're going to finish that backstage. Come on, let's go. And, like, he just kind of ends it. But it was kind of chaos, like you were saying. Uh, it could have – it was funny with, like, him getting in the dress, but it was actually kind of weird. Yeah. Even dressing right there. Yeah. It's like I yeah. wish he would have went backstage and came out in the dress as, like, a pop. You know, it would have yeah. been a pop. Like, everybody would have been like, ah, he's yeah. in a dress. But it actually ended up really weird. Yeah, um, yeah man, I gave it an F+. Plus. Um, not a total like F minus. Oh, it was yeah, an F plus. Um, but um, because it, it was a little, I liked seeing Vince come out. But uh, man, it could have been a B plus. Like it could have been a funny good. It could have been. No, I agree. It things. could have been. Uh, it certainly it was, was not. But yeah, it, was it certainly not. was not. But um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. after after that Ali, uh, jumping back over to 2019, after the Ali Orton match, there was a brief little recap of the Natalia uh, versus Lacey Evans match. By the way, I did actually get a chance to go back and watch that pre-show match, and I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was pretty good. I normally don't really like uh, Evans or Natalia, actually, and I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, they actually kind of impressed me. Um, to be honest, if you get a chance, you got 30 minutes, you want to go back and watch a match, I would actually recommend it. I, I almost gave it I gave it about a, a C plus to a B. So 
Uh, it was worth a watch. The Lacey Evans and Talia match. Probably Lacey Evans' best, like, in-ring match I've ever seen. Um, yeah, all right. So moving on to the actual match that was uh, on the main card here. It was, it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors, uh, Asuka and Kairi Sane. Um, man, the Kabuki Warriors name, I love it. I think it's funny just because it's Kabuki. It's Kabuki-ish, baby. Kabuki. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I'm not sure if it's racist, uh, but, you know, I love it. It's funny. No, um, baby, it's Kabuki, baby. Um, there was some pretty cool double, spe- double team spots by Bliss and Cross. Uh, I feel like neon green, though, has been the damn gear color of the night, apparently. It's, like, literally, like, Ali and Orton just wore, like, like the DX colors, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then next comes out uh, Bliss and Cross, and they're wearing, like, black and neon green. And it's like, what what is happening? And I'm pretty sure the Viking Raiders were black and neon green. And I was like, is this like, was this the anniversary of DX? Like, is there something I'm missing here? Like, why are you all wearing DX colors? I just, I, I, I don't know. It just, it really bothered me. Uh, maybe I'm just old enough to like bitch about DX still having colors. But um, anyway, yeah, the match itself was, was pretty good. Those double team spots were great. Um, Zayn's eye poke was, was pretty funny. Uh, she does the thing where she does the march to the opposite corner before she does the big run, running forearm thing where she like walks the plank or whatever. And she walked the plank over to Nikki Cross and just poked her right in the eyes. And I thought that was really funny. The crowd popped too for it. It was pretty good. Uh, I did notice that when they were working on Alexa Bliss's like leg and ankle, they always focused on the right ankle. I don't know if she had like a shoot injury or something on that side, but it was like they didn't work the left like they normally work the left side of your body, you know, like it's mm-hmm. the left arm or the left knee or whatever. It was like it was a right ankle they were working. So maybe she actually had a shoot uh, injury and they were just trying to use that. I'm not sure. Uh, it's just always kind of strange to see when they work the right side of the body. Uh, although I popped huge for Asuka using the poison mist. Uh, I know it's like, almost like a stereotype but i thought it was really cool i feel like i haven't seen it in a a while uh and i really enjoyed it um so yeah i mean i like i liked the match i thought it was pretty good it it actually surprised me uh i gave it two and a half stars so like a c plus to a b uh what did you think about um alexa bliss and nikki cross versus the kabuki warriors man i am right there with you on pretty much all of that man i was i was pleasantly surprised at this match, I wasn't thinking it was. I, I just I didn't have high hopes for it, but it yeah. was a good it was a good little tag team match. Uh, good pacing, good back and forth. Um, I think I'm in love with Alexa Bliss, and I'm serious. Like I might start, you know, stalking her, or I don't know, but I'm just in love with her, and I'm telling everybody now, it's gonna get weird. It's gonna get weird quick because I don't know where I'm going with this, but she's just. <laughs> amazing um no man the match was the the match did kind of slow down at one point um alexa bliss did a great flip off the apron um and then like you said right after that 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 takes them to the outside and then cross uh cross gets the mist in her eyes from oscar oscar and uh Kyrie uh get the win and they're the new champs um i gave it a c plus is what i gave it all because of alexa bliss yeah, so we're we're uh, sort of about halfway through on both sides. Like, which way are you kind of leaning at this point? Um, I don't remember anything we've talked about, Daniel, to even know which <laughs> way I'm leaning. Um, I'm kind of actually, to be honest with you, I'm pretty, dude. I'm I'm almost kind of even. I feel like I'm kind of part. even at this point, but I can guarantee you things are going to change here, change here quickly. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty even. I'm pretty even. Nothing has really hit it out of the park for Helen. No, yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I thought, or I either. actually, I mean, 
I thought, I thought, you know, Becky and Sasha hit it out of the park. I thought it was an A match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but there was, was also there was also some quite a bit of tomfoolery uh, on the on right. the show all the way up to the halfway point, uh, especially with that Orton Ali match that really drug it down. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm pr- if I'm if, if I'm if I'm gonna lean one way or the other, I'm probably thus far I'm definitely leaning more towards Hell in a Cell. I think uh, so he, because of that opening match. I think so. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but like also that Divas Battle Royal that drug down uh, the 2004 card quite a bit. If we're just talking about an overall rating, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, man. That being said, let's uh, let's dive right into the next match here, uh, and we actually get uh, to see the tag team titles. Um, so let's let's go ahead and actually and actually touch on. Um, I think we missed like a post match spot where they were talking about who was going to face. Uh, Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. It was either going to be Chris Benoit, Edge, or HBK. And they were all kind of like three up in a lineup, and they each like cut like promos side by side, which felt really awkward to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so apparently, uh, since there was three of them, the, the two guys that didn't win the poll end up getting a World Tag Team title uh, match, uh, which I thought was a kind of a cool little consolation prize. It makes sense. Um but yeah, man, Edge like kind of pretty good promo again in the back on HBK and about how this was essentially like uh, a consolation prize because he's already been the world team tag team champions ten times. Um, so I, I mean, I liked that. Um, but yeah, so the match here is actually La Resistance versus Edge and Benoit, who were the two guys that lo- that didn't win the poll. HBK did win the poll to face Triple H for uh, the world title. Uh, man, what did you think about La Resistance versus Edge and Benoit here? Man. I did not think this was the best match. Um, there was some really weak spots in this match. Edge ends up uh, walking out and actually leaves the arena. And because they focused on that, I kind of knew he was going to come back. And I didn't know if he was going to come back in this match or it made me suspicious that he's going to come back in the main event. They kind of, that they like really focused on him leaving. Um, Chris ends up beating Conway with a cross face which was a huge surprise because Chris Benoit didn't have Edge there, and he becomes the new tag team champion with Edge. So I thought that was really cool the way they did that. I I I really thought there's no way Chris is going to win now because Edge is gone, and I thought that was going to give him heat with Edge for leaving him, um, which I'm sure it still did, even though he's, he's the champ with him now. But uh, the whole reason for Edge to leave was for later on. Um, I like the story of it, of, you know, Edge leaving and them still becoming the, the champs. But the match wasn't good when Edge was, because Edge was there for like half of the match. Wasn't that great then, wasn't that great after. Law Resistance, Rob Conway, and the other guy, they were never that great. Um, and they're probably the reason for that, because the other two guys in that match were great wrestlers. Um, I still gave the match a C uh, for the surprise and the pop of Chris Benoit and Edge becoming the champs, even though Edge had walked out halfway through the match. What did you think? Yeah, man. I I mean, I kind of disagree. I thought the match was pretty solid tag match. I mean, up until, you know, and I thought that they wrote it well with, like, Edge getting frustrated after the referee missed the tag on the distraction and, like, kind of losing his mind. Like, that made sense to me. I thought that was good booking. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that, I thought that there was I thought that the I was really impressed by a lot of resistance here. I thought they did a really good job of wor- actual work rate was really good. Um, I mean, Benoit defying the odds and getting the win. 
Uh, I thought it was good booking. I thought there was good wrestling in the actual match itself. And I thought it was a good way to keep an angle going and keep it kind of interesting. Uh, so I gave it three stars. I mean, I gave it a B for sure. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I more. There you this go. is probably the surprise of the night for me. Is that I mean, this was this was one of my, you know, better rated matches of the evening. Um, yeah, man. Uh, let's jump back over to Hell in a Cell though, and and just keep keep going now that we're a little a little more than halfway through. Yeah. Um, so there was a nice little plug for SmackDown. Uh, man, the way they're pushing SmackDown on Fox, it really does seem like they're trying to make it the A show uh, because it is a network and like it would it may it makes sense, you know what I mean? It's t- it's time to kind of flip the script a little bit and really push SmackDown as the A show. Um, not that they're going to neglect Raw because Raw has always been there. It's a staple. It's the grandfather of pro wrestling on television at this point. Um, but but yeah, I mean I, I I like I like all the hype. I did catch uh, you know the debut show. Uh, on Fox, and I enjoyed it. I hope they keep it up. I thought that I think the new set looks really, really cool. Um, I'm I'm excited for the draft too, to be honest with you. I think it's kind of a it's kind of an exciting time in wrestling, especially with AEW and NXT. Like, man, it's just a good time to be a wrestling fan. But let's get into the match. It was the OC, uh, which is the the Good Brothers and AJ Styles versus the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman. Uh, man, the Raiders are really good, and it's it's such a shame that like all these great tag teams get over in NXT and then just completely get buried on the main roster. And, and it's not like it's not even so much that they're getting buried in the booking; it's just that they're not even getting booked at all. Like you have all of this content, you have you know just so much time on TV, like a three-hour RAW. Like I should be getting if if it's a three-hour RAW, I should be getting at least six matches every RAW, at least. And you should at least have two of them be tag matches, I think. They don't have to be long. You know, you need to give me an eight, eight-minute tag match, get, you know, get some enhancement talent in there, or get, like, a, a low-level tag team. You know, give these guys some give these guys some push, man. These guys can have good matches, too. Or, or you know what? Like, you can have an angle and have, like, a have like a big promo th- thing be a semi-main event and then close a, sh- a Raw strong with a great tag team match. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Um, and overall, I thought this match was pretty good. I mean, the finish was garbage. Um, it wasn't yeah. too long, though. Uh, and, and all the action was smooth and crisp, but it was still aggressive. There was still that level of violence that makes it work to me. Uh, and, of course, there was a bit of clunkiness because it's a six-man tag. And six-man tags aren't easy. Uh, and, the, again, the finish absolutely sucked. But they accomplished the goal of keeping the angle going. And the actual wrestling for a six-man tag was really good, really smooth, really crisp. I, I really enjoyed the match. I would have given this match an A if the book if the, if the finish had been better. So I gave it a B minus. Um, I really enjoyed the match. I just hated the finish. What did you think about the OC versus the Viking Raiders and Strowman here? Yeah, man. So well, what was your final grade? You said you would have given it an A, but I gave it a B minus. Oh, uh, B minus. Because the finish sorry, was was, sorry. was pretty bad, okay. like bad enough to knock it down pretty low. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little lower than that on this one, man. So yeah, as you said, it's the OC AJ Styles, Luke Gallo. Gallows and Carl Anderson versus uh, the Viking Raiders, which is Eric and Ibar. And then Braun Strowman is the mystery third member to that team. And I really liked the pairing of Braun Strowman uh, with them. It really worked. Uh, he looked like he belonged with them. And I liked, I like, as you do, I like when tag teams match and look like they work together. And Braun really did uh, match Eric and Ibar. Um, yeah. I like I, that pairing. Yeah, that's yeah, I, that's what I was saying. I love that pairing. Um, Ibar 
early in the match does a flare HBK spot into the corner, which I think I've seen him do before. I think we've talked about he's it. So impressive, um, dude. It was. He's a main just, event guy. To he me. does like, it very slow. Own, like even but, outside of the tag team, I think both those guys would be great singles wrestlers. Honestly, uh, I think they should really prop them up. The, 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 here's a good opportunity to make the tag team division as good as it is in NXT and other yeah. places. Um, you have a great tag team that's entertaining that you can get the f- fans to like. And then you have the you have the OC, which you could really utilize them. And that's one of my other notes. I really wish they utilized uh, AJ, Luke, and Carl. Obviously, they, they utilize AJ, but I, I wish they kind of u- utilized that, that original club that they kind of got going and made them more of a prominent role in the WWE and maybe it will now that things are kind of changing. I just feel like um maybe doing more factions and stuff. That's at least what I always wish they'd kind of go back to and I know a lot of people talk about that. And when I see them out there it always makes me think of that. Like, man, I wish they used them a lot more and kind of had uh made them a bigger team and a bigger presence instead of just a kind of a back end on Raw or SmackDown whenever they come out. It's never really prominent. I wish they made them a little more prominent. Another note, man, is Styles really is like Shawn Michaels, dude. Um, even though he's small, and I really saw it in this match, even though he's small, man, he's still believable when he's in the ring with a big man. And I think that was like the best thing yeah. about Shawn. Shawn could have great matches with anybody, but he would have these great matches with Yokozuna and The Undertaker and the British Bulldog, yeah. like huge people. And he'd make he'd kill it all the, and aj has that and there's a few people that can do that and aj is one of those few um the finish was terrible it was a disqualification um it just really ruined everything that they had yeah. going i gave I it a c minus um oh, because wow. other than a few good spots i think there was a few clunky spots i love Lou gallows and i'm not hating on him but he kind of looked a little clunky out there at some parts just points just because he's kind of lanky and big yeah. and I don't know something happened there miss miscommunications and timing was a little off but that's a no 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 offense to him because any wrestler will tell you man it's a three-on-three matchup there's a lot going on it's really hard to make this work I, I don't think I've ever seen a three-on-three match get an A um maybe the Von Eriks did it one time in like 80 but I don't remember that. So, um, yeah, I gave it a C minus. That was about the best I can give it after that terrible finish. What's uh, well, what's, I mean, okay, but but at the same time, okay. So so for me, maybe I, maybe it was it was that I, I I took into account that's the selling, like the post match selling. Man, the style sell of that knockout was fantastic. It, it definitely was. reminded me of those like that heel Shawn Michaels. Like mm-hmm. like the very early days of DX, like Rick Rude, China, Triple H days, like you know what I mean? He like re- yeah, this match he really reminded me of Sean for some dude reason. so much. I mean especially with the selling, like I mean some yeah. of his faces too were even just like with the big bug eyes, like it was very yeah. Sean, like it was just very. I mean the way all of it was great. Like what day is it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what town are we in? Like it was just so funny. Like I don't know, I I really enjoyed it because uh, he did a great job of almost like making it making people laugh at him like it was just very mm-hmm. heelish Sean to me I I really enjoyed that part of it too uh yeah man let's jump back over to uh get our way back machine and jump back over to 2004 um what's next on the docket here I think oh our- man I got you it's uh it's Chrissy Hemi and Carmella the two the last two contestants in diva search Chrissy actually won um, but now they're going to have a match, and neither one of them have had any wrestling training. 
but uh, the fans got to choose what kind of match they were going to have, and they chose Pillow Fight. So yeah, they, yeah, they did. They, they uh, set up two little screens side to side at the top of the Titan Tron, the top of the ramp, and both women are going to undress. Carmella awkwardly stands really, really close to it, so you can't really see anything. I don't know if it was meant to be. At one point, Coach said, "You're cheating. You need to, you need to get close, or you need to back up or get closer, whichever one would work better." Uh, she moves a little bit, still doesn't work. I think they just didn't set up the lighting right. Um, and she's done getting dressed real quick. Christy takes way too long, and they start like kind of rushing her, and it was like really awkward. Um, and yeah. then she came out, and it really wasn't that great. I mean, I don't know. Then she comes out, and it's a pillow fight. And um, honestly, I can't grade it. I felt bad for both women. Uh, talk about degrading women. I mean, did they look hot? Yes. Did I like seeing them like this? Yes. Could I go without seeing that? Yeah. I mean, I don't need this. I wouldn't pay to see this. I wouldn't right. go to go to a uh, club uh, behind closed doors no. and pay to see yeah, this. I would not, yeah. It was very like trashy and like yeah. very – uh, very, I don't know, something about, you know, the, the, the actual divas doing that whole battle royal, that was trashy and bad in its own right, but it didn't make me feel the way this did, especially since both women weren't really in the business, and they both kind of, especially Carmella, seemed like she felt like she didn't want to do this. Yeah. She felt like almost against her will, or she knew this was bad, or yeah. maybe she felt like she was letting somebody down in her life. I don't know. I yeah. could see it in her eyes, though, man. It was yeah. really bad. I gave it an N. This is my first N, um, and it's just uh, it's a non – it's a just I can't do it. You're it's a just, son of a – you know what? You're a son of a – Did you do the same? <laughs> I literally wrote N-A. Like we, guys, I yeah. swear to God, we don't talk about this before we do it on no, the show. Not at all. I know sometimes we get so close to the same like rating, but this is probably why we do the show together. Uh, but, I mean, like, dude, this is the first time ever where I literally wrote, like, N-A. Uh, like, it was just not even applicable to, like, wrestling at all. So I was like, you know yeah. what? Like – it's it is technically a match on the card, quote unquote, but I'm just I I refuse to apply it to the show. Um, now I will say before the actual match, uh, there was like a uh, a pre uh, like the 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 backstage stuff. Like Triple H was cutting a pretty fantastic promo on HBK, kind of making people question his injury, and I loved that. Um, there were a couple things here too, like. Uh, so the idea was that you, yeah, the aerobics challenge, the Ronda pillow fight or an evening gown match. And it was just so rough. The, the funniest part to me was when coach said, we're going to have a good old fashioned lingerie pillow fight. Cause you know, there's such a staple of pro wrestling that it's a good old fashioned one. Like, you know what I mean? Like what yeah. do you mean? Good old fashioned lingerie pillow fight. That doesn't, that doesn't, what does that even mean? Like, what is, what is that? Like, Dude, it was it was the so best, so the bad. Best was King found nothing wrong with it. Like oh no, time, oh no, King was King there was for loving, it, dude. King was living his best life He's in 2004, like, dude. King was living his best life. He was living his absolute truth. Uh, he was letting his little light shine, buddy, yes. in more ways than one. Oh yes. Oh, oh. That was so good, man. But anyway, but not really good. So back over to current day, a lot yeah. different. A lot different. Yeah, man. A very different. I mean, I have yeah. okay, so look, I have a soft spot for Chad Gable here, man. I really, really like that guy. Uh it maybe it's the underdog part of him, or maybe it's just the fact that I know he's a phenomenal wrestler and I always feel I I feel like since this show started, I've always been like, Why don't you just put Chad Gable on the card? Like I've I've just always liked that guy because I really think he is great. Um 
And Corbin is essentially the Lex Luger with a worse body. Like, he's just, like, the yeah. epitome of so much potential. Great, great uh, to say it. That and, and, like, but he's just still yet to get there. And he's, like, what, six years in the business at this point? Like, he's not going to get there. He's never going to get there. This nope. is the highest he's ever going to get. Like, this is the highest he's ever going to get. Like, And I was on the train, too, man. Like, I saw him in the beginning, and I was like, dude, like, yeah, one day, once he figures it out, he's going to be the man. Like, he's going to be great. I was so there. His NXT days, when he first came up as the lone wolf, I was into it. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Corbin train. Like, let's make it happen. Maybe he'll learn. But it's just, it's this, he's the same guy. All of his stuff is just Vince-isms. You can tell that he's a Vince McMahon boy. You can tell that Vince likes this kid and feeds him lines, and he delivers them exactly the way the old man tells them to him, and that's why Vince loves him so much, because it was straight out of Vince's mouth. Like, all the short jokes in the beginning were just straight-up Vince-isms. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just, it was way over the top. Like, too much, dude. Like, it was just too much. Like, I was not a fan of it. The crowd, like... Was not a fan of it. But, dude, all right, this is one thing, too. They really got behind G- Gable in the open. And I feel like if you book this guy the right way, he could kind of be in that Benoit spot where, you know, Benoit was always the underachieving small guy that could really tear it up in the ring. They didn't have to say much. That can be Chad Gable. And he's probably actually a better promo than Benoit. I hate to, I hate to tell it to all you naturalist fans, but even without the way his life ended, Benoit was always pretty trash on the mic. I have no problem saying that. Like, he was never a great promo guy. He was great in the ring, but Chad Gable is great in the ring and even a better promo than Benoit. I'm not saying he's a great promo, but he's better than Benoit, and you can totally put him in that, like, world because he is an actual Olympian, you know what I mean? You can use that, like, rough side of him, like, you know, that aggressive, you know, aggression thing that you pushed, you know, 15 years ago. You can do that with this guy, too. I really hope they do. Um, Man, he just has so much fire. Uh, And, of course, like, Corbin throws on some sloppy heat. And flaps his gums like with more Vinceisms throughout the match, like, and it works for some guys. Like when you can really like uh, uh, one guy that comes to mind that like really did that and got over was Kevin Owens. He was always talking in matches, like especially mm-hmm. when he was a heel, he would just talk, and it worked. It was funny because he was good in the ring too. But it doesn't work for Corbin because he's sloppy in the ring, and all of his gum flapping is just straight from Vince's mouth. Man, you can even hear Vince say it like. Oh, sorry, you came up short there, big boy. Ah, 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 ah. Like, it's just such a Vince thing to do. Like, yeah, it's just so bad. I mean, I mean, Gable had some great spots on the comeback. The match was definitely too long, especially for this angle. I will say the crowd was with it for the finish. They were into the finish, uh, and that always helps, even though it was pretty cheesy with, like, the big roll-up. It's nice to see Gable get the win. I gave the match I gave the match one and a half stars, so I gave it a C, to a C at best. C minus is pretty much what I gave it. Uh, what did you think about King Corbin versus Shorty Gable here? Yeah, and so my first note is why. Why have this match here? And I know the the, the why. I know, you know, because I, I know what happened. But I mean, but honestly, even even with that, this match at this this long card, you know, these this these cards shouldn't be this long. And matches like this shouldn't be there. Nobody wanted to see this match. Nobody paid. Nobody came and paid to see Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. I'm sorry, nobody did. And no matter how hard you try, my, my next point is is to goes really with you started out with. No matter how hard you try to get Corbin over, he's he's not getting over. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, not with me or anybody else. I even thought back 
you know, when he first started, you know, this is my notes are kind of like right what you said, which is funny with that last segment we just had. But like I even thought with time, he'll probably become a little better and, and, you know, and I might like him or at least respect him a little bit. But nope, I feel the same way about him as I did from the beginning. He's just not good. He's I don't like him. And it's not in like a good like I don't like him in a heel way. He's just he's not good. He 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 he's not organic. He's just spitting out lines that are being told to him. I don't like him. Gable on the other hand, dude looked really good. Um, Corbin looked stiff and awkward at times in this match. The one thing I can say about Corbin um, that was good is he had some mannerisms in the ring and some good awareness. I think a little bit of this is what you were criticizing with him talking in the ring. Um, but I saw a couple of times where he was selling and yelling things as they were happening to him. Like, um, you know, no, 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 but not really like the talking, not what you were talking about where he was like talking bad to him in the ring, but he did have a, a good awareness while he was selling and things were happening to yeah. yell out things. And, uh, I know from training that that was always a really hard thing that I, uh, you know, part of the psychology and everything to be like in the moment and to really be there to be able to do that. He had that down. So I'll, I'll give him that. I was trying to give him props for something. And I actually did see that with him. Um, Corbin brings out the scepter. Ref grabs it. Gable gets the roll up, gets the win, which is great. But why, you know, the king of the ring used to you, that used to make somebody, you know, Austin won the King of the Ring. And from there he got pushed on, you know, whether he won the King of the Ring or not, he still would have became great. But, you know, Triple H won it. Uh, Owen won it. It's like these great people won it. Bret Hart won it back in the day. King of the Ring used to mean something. And I've yeah. never seen, at least back in the day, I, I don't, I haven't really paid attention to the newer versions of the King of the Ring that they had. I know they just kind of started again, but the last newer versions of it, I haven't really counted them because they, they weren't real King of the Rings. But, you know, back in the day, I don't think there was ever anybody who won the King of the Ring, went to a pay-per-view, and then lost. Even as a heel, he should have used, he should have used the weapon to win as a bad guy to further his heel uh, movement. I, I just I didn't make sense of the finish, why they would do that. It's great for Gable, but it's not going to go anywhere because it didn't make sense, and it just kind of seemed like a like my first note. Why there was no reason, so the finish meant nothing. Well, so I this think match I was just a waste trying to continue time. the to continue the storyline. I mean, because they they actually I mean later on in the show they have a backstage segment again with Corbin and Angle, so they're obviously trying to keep it going. You know what I mean? Well, like, you know, and, but, and, but, the, but the angle isn't that great. It just felt like a waste of time. My question is, why isn't the IC title involved in this feud? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. King of the Ring is over. There's nothing really on the line here. This would be a prime example to have. Like, if you're going to use this much time on TV to focus on it while the IC belt is sitting where? Where is it? Do you even know who the IC champ is right now? No idea. Yeah. Like, what's happening? Like, yeah. Well, I gave the match a D plus just because I felt like it didn't have a reason to be here and it's not going to have a reason after. And it was a real waste of time. And for them to have the King of the Ring winner come out and lose just felt stupid, especially yeah. this early in it. And I just did, I just didn't like it. No, I agree. I, I mean, the post match after this, though, our uh, truth won his 20th 24 uh, seven title. That's hilarious. And I, I got to tell you, though, yeah, it's funny, but it is kind of getting old fast with the 24 yeah. seven title. It, it can't last too much longer. I, at least I hope not. Um, I'd like to see it maybe pop up on like 205 live. 
or pop up on like a show that might like that like, you would never suspect it on. Like maybe all of a sudden our truth is like the next like UK takeover. I think that might be kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden he's like that would that to me would be funny. Um, but yeah, man, let's jump back over to uh, 2004 here, and we're gonna dive into two of our favorite wrestlers ever wrestling for the world heavyweight championship. And um, man, it's Triple H versus HBK here, uh, world heavyweight title on the line. Um, man, Sean is really selling the knee. Um, and it's obvious that like they're, that's the focal point of the match. Um, uh, th- these are two of the best in the ring too, especially in 2004, uh, Hunter's doing a great job of pouring on the heat and Michael sold it like amazingly well, of course. Uh, and the commentary did a really good job of focusing on it too. King and JR were killing it at this point in 2004. Uh, I mean, the match is what you would expect. It was just a lot of heat from triple H on Michael's. Uh, with a couple of uh, hope spots that got snuffed out um, pretty quickly. Uh, but then there was a, like a low blow spot with a DDT on an elbow drop, and it was great. It was really good. Uh, the finish actually saw Batista kind of interfere, uh, and then Edge uh, kind of came in and hit Sean with a spear, and Triple H goes over. I thought the match was, was pretty good. I, th- I thought the booking was good because I felt like everybody involved, even in the interference, kind of had somewhere to go from there. Uh, so I, I gave the match a B plus. I really enjoyed the entering work because it was great. It's the, these two guys. There's enough story there. Anytime I see Triple H and HBK, it's it's always going to be at least a, a B uh, for me. So I gave it a B plus. What do you think about Triple H and HBK here? Yeah, man. Like I said, I remember buying this on a school night and voting and just uh, yeah, this this match. I, I remember this man. So, but I I didn't remember the match that well. I I remember. Buying the pay-per-view, really didn't remember the match. So Sean comes out, like you said, really selling the knee, like overly selling it. One of the best parts was uh, I laughed out loud. JR blows up at the King because King keeps talking and talking and talking about Sean faking his knee injury and faking the knee, faking the knee, faking the knee. And then finally, uh, Ross blows up and says, damn it. Can't you think of anything other than puppies and schoolgirls or something along those lines? He just gets so mad because uh, King is King wasn't even talking about puppies or anything. He was talking about Sean's knee being fake, and then yeah. Jr. just like blows up and brings up puppies and schoolgirls. It was just I, I thought that was hilarious. It, it almost felt like Jr. was really mad. Um, you know, right away Hunter goes after the knee like like you'd expect. Um, I didn't think it was the best match that these two could have had, but I don't think they were going for a five-star match because they were going for the story of, you know, Sean's knee and everything. And Sean did a perfect job selling that knee. Um, You know, Sean gets the elbow and starts tuning up the band, the crowd. Uh, The crowd is in. They're believing Sean's going to win. Like, you can really tell the crowd is, like, really, really in, and I love those type of moments. And then that's when Batista comes out. And you think, like, oh, no, but then Sean... Boom, hits Batista down, and then boom, sweet chin music. And then from there, like you said, Edge gets the spear, Triple H gets the pin, one, two, three. Like I said, it, they weren't going for the five-star like match like they had before with that, you know, Sean's return match, the no holds bar match. But they still told a great story in the ring, um, and nobody else can do that like Sean with his selling. And Triple H was a good partner and did everything like he should. I yeah. gave it a B. I, I, I really loved it. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I gave it a B plus, so I feel like we're kind yeah. of in the same boat. I, I enjoy like most of the time. I don't like interference finishes, but I thought that would they booked it really well. I thought it all made yeah. sense, especially with Edge leaving earlier and being mad at Sean. Yeah. It all came full circle. It was very. It was almost. It was. Uh, uh, never mind. Yeah, it was good. It was. It was. Good. I was gonna say it was Vince Russo type booking. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. But Vince yeah, Russo type booking. Definitely yeah, give Russo though. credit. More like, he, he more, did like uh, more like Pritchard, more like Pritchard booking here. Uh, Vince Russo type. Uh, Everything just... made full circle. Everything made sense. Russo was good. You all know it. Come I on. don't think he was ever good. Um, yeah, let's right. uh, let's let's, well, let's go back over to uh, 2019. And uh, yeah, so the next match is Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. Um, man, listen, I love these two women. Uh, I think they're great in the ring. In the ring. Uh, and they've had some epic matches before, but man, I'm just not into seeing this match again. Like, I'm just not into seeing mm-hmm. it. It's too soon, I feel like. Uh, that being said, all the ring work was, of course, crisp and clean. Uh, and I do like the edginess of Bailey, but I think the reason why it doesn't, I'm just not sold on babyface flair. It just, I, I just don't like her as a babyface. Kind of the same with, with Rollins. Like, I, I love Rollins, I love his in ring work, but the longer he's a babyface, the worse off his career can be. Like, it's just, he's an awful baby face. He's awful baby face. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, Sh- and Flair, Flair is an awful baby face. Same thing with her dad. I never really, I couldn't really get behind Rick as a baby face either. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, I feel like it's way, she's just way better off as the heel. Now, I'm not even, I, I, I do like Bailey as a heel. I'm not saying that she should always be a face. We've both been begging for her to, to turn heel for a long time. And I do like her being a heel. Uh, I just don't like seeing this matchup in this setting. Uh, at least not yet. Like, at least really sell me on the babyface flair. You know, make her more, I don't know, you have to make her more of an underdog. Like, dude, she just won the title ten times. Like, how, what's babyface about Charlotte Flair other than the, that she's related to Rick? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I will say the match was relatively short and to the point, so that's nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Charlotte won. And, again, the, the in-ring work was great. I just didn't care about the match. Uh, she becomes a ten-time champion with a figure eight. I gave it two and a half stars, so I gave it like, you know, a C. I gave it a C, uh, D plus to a C. Sure. Okay, what man. What do think about Flair and Bailey here? Yeah, dude. So at this point, kind of along the same lines as you, I would, but I, I said it a little bit differently. I was wrestling fatigued at this point. There's so yeah. many matches. They're all so long. The card yeah. is so long. Yeah. WWE needs to learn that these shows don't need to be so long. It's not 1975 anymore dude, where the amount of matches. Month, yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Right. The, I mean, cards used to be the the, the, the better, the, the how if you had more matches on a card how and they were all hour-long matches, the better the card was. It's not like that anymore. People don't watch it like that. These aren't. Yeah shoot matches we don't think it's real anymore you don't need to have it like that back in the day it's it's almost like they're trying to do that like oh we need more and longer and they're trying to do it for advertising or whatever but it's just not it's gonna kill it it's gonna kill it for everybody at this point bailey and charlotte uh, bailey and charlotte was like at this point in the show was like, wow, man, I don't need this right now. I don't need a singles match with anybody, whether it be Bailey and Charlotte or two men or two greats or whoever, dude. Bailey and Charlotte are two greats. I don't need this right now in my life. And then you still got it. Then you're thinking in the back of your mind, we still got the main event. I thought this was going to be the main event. Yeah. But we still got the main event. The main event better be great. I'll tell you that. They better finish. The, ma- the finish of the main event 
better be better really be good. Wicked, That's yeah. what I'm thinking right here. Like, man, they better. That, that means that means some somebody's going through the top of the cell. They're definitely not gonna let me down, dude. The main yeah. event's gonna be sick. The yeah. lights are gonna be on and everything. It's gonna be great. But yeah. but we'll get to that. So <laughs> so the match. So let me get to the match. I'm sorry. I had to turn the page, folks. I write on paper and I had to turn the page. Thank you very much. Um, so please turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> please. That was good, man. So um, and I know that. And then my, so my other complaint is I know they don't want to overdo the hell in the cells, but like I feel like you're gonna have a singles match on this show with these two women. This would have been a perfect time to have this and more in the middle of the card and have like maybe they could have had like three or four yeah, dude, on a with, cell. with the hell in a cell pay-per-view you could have you should have at least yeah. had three and they only like had two so like yeah. the tornado tag should have been one yes this should have been one and then the two other ones that they did should have been one i was like this should have been one obviously you don't have them back to back but this random singles match i, I just should have been a hell in a cell match if the pay-per-view is called hell in a cell so anyway Blah, blah, blah. You could tell the fans were, were out of it as well. Um, pretty much the same things you said, man. I thought it was a slow one-on-one singles match. They didn't really seem to be as into it as I've seen them into it before. Um, the match wasn't terrible. It had its moments. Uh, Charlotte gets the figure eight in the middle of the ring. And I'm actually a big Charlotte fan, but I, I, I do rather her as a heel, like you said. Um, and she's the new 10-time champion. Um, it was a, it was great. It was good. But at this point it was a C plus to me because it wasn't great. It was just kind of a bland singles match at the, in the end of this long card that it made me, and it's not fair to the match, but at the time I watched it, that's how I felt. So. No, dude, I, I totally hear that. I totally hear that, man. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's kind of my main gripe with it too. I just felt like, yeah, like, I mean, what, what was the purpose like, I mean, I understand that you wanted to get the, the title back on Flair because of, of the drawing power and because of SmackDown and everything that you're going to be doing. I get that. But, like, you could have made this a triple threat to make it more interesting. You could have done other things because it's like just having mm-hmm. this one-on-one angle just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Like, it's just so played out. It's beaten the dead horse into the ground. Um, yeah, man. All right, let's jump back over to 2004 and go ahead and cover that main event here. Uh, this one um, was... Maybe the shock of the night to me, um, you know, JR and King pretty much review the entire show, which I don't really remember that happening in 2004. Maybe it's because it was a Tuesday pay-per-view and it was weird, whatever. But like, it was almost like they did that thing where they do at the end of like most WrestleManias where it covers like the whole show. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of did that. Like they covered like all the highlights from almost the whole show, like not just matches, but like backstage segments and everything. Uh, and that kind of felt a little weird. Uh, then we get the package for Flair and Orton. Uh, and the vote obviously comes in for for a cage match. Um, now I will say I really enjoyed the package. Um, like uh, obviously the production has just always been on point for WWE, always has been, probably always will be. Uh, but the package was was fantastic there. Um, you know, Flair. You know, he, he wasn't he wasn't him. He's definitely not 1986 in 1987, 1988. Flair. He's not. That's not the same guy. But like, I mean, 2004 Flair is still damn top notch like if i could have if i could have 2004 flair today i would take him 100 mm-hmm. percent would take him you know what i mean like um it, i mean 
I, I gotta say, like that package got me hyped. Like I, I was more stoked for this match than any other Orton match we ever covered for sure, because uh, he was still fresh here, you know, like and he, he was still hungry here. He wasn't really the proven lazy Orton that he became. He was still trying to get over, you know, like and you can tell when he's hungry, he does have the skill. He is a good wrestler. It's just he's so boring now because he's been the same since then, since this match. Now, this match, it was fresh. I always try to put myself in the mindset of the time. Uh, and it definitely helped that I watched this whole show before I watched Hell in a Cell because I could actually, if I had actually had to watch that Ali Orton match first and then watch this, I probably would have graded it worse just because of my disdain for Randy Orton and his entire career, really. Uh, but man, the match started off smooth. Um, Flair, again, yeah, was just still definitely top notch in 04. Uh, still definitely a top in ring worker for that time. Uh, and Randy got pretty good color early on as well. Uh, now, Flair licked the blood off of his fist, and man, 2004 was just a different time. Like, that would <laughs> never happen. Like, uh, but at the time, even at the time, though, it's kind of crazy. It was like 15 years ago. Me and you probably would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, like, like yeah. at the time, like, it was, you know, blood was a no- totally normal thing in wrestling. Um, and I think that that's, it's kind of good that they're using it again. Everything comes full circle. They've had, a, they've had enough time off. They've had enough time away from the blood that I think it's, it's it's good to see the juice come back. Um, man, it was a straight up bloodbath though. After a while, it was good though. I enjoyed it. I thought I thought the in ring work was great. Uh, I didn't think it was too long. Uh, I thought I think it went the right amount of time. Flair did a great job selling. Uh, he had that real crazy man Flair look in his in his eye. You know, like it was just. I mean, it, it, when he gets to that point, it's just good to see the brawler in him. I mean, just he just looked like he. I mean, he just beat the shit out of Orton, man. Like he just he the, those chops yeah. were brutal and. I enjoyed the violence. I I hate to say it, but I enjoyed the violence. I enjoyed the blood. It got my blood pumping. I enjoyed this match. The commentary was fantastic. Orton, or I mean, JR and King just killed it on commentary. Uh, Orton, again, was still hungry. Orton went over clean with his finish. I liked the post-match. It was a cute little spot, having all the respect and everything. Passing of the torch, if you will. I give the match three and a half stars, so I gave it a B plus. What did you think about Ric Flair versus Orton in this steel cage match? Yeah, man. A lot of the same notes. Randy looked intense at the beginning of the match. He looked really intense, really going at it. Um, For Flair's age, he looked great. Um, You know, Randy gets busted open really quickly in the match. Uh, Flair ends up getting some juice soon after. Um, We get all the classic Flair spots, which was so great. You know, did a back body drop, uh, did the thing off the top rope where he stops Flair while he's halfway up and tosses him over. you know, Flair from the doorway, he actually gets a chair in the ring. Um, only get, only get, only to get RKO'd out of nowhere. Orton gets the pin for the win. And then you hear that old school Orton music, which I wish he'd go back to the Hey, nothing you could say. I think, I think it would be cool just for him to use it like once or twice. You know what I mean? like, Why not? Yeah. It's because they don't yeah. own the rights to it anymore. It was actually yeah. a rock band song. Yeah. I gave it a B plus though. I actually really enjoyed this cage match. It was really good. Really good match. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, and then we're at the main event for 2019. Uh, Here we are. Yeah, would you Here like me are. to start? Do you want to start? Or I feel I like this notes. is, all right, guys. Uh, there's, I mean, I know that some of you are, who are probably going to be new to this show, uh, you're listening to the, to the, for the first time um, because of the controversy of this show. So uh, I actually feel like it's probably best for us to kind of tag team this one together. So we'll just kind of. You, if you want to just lead us through it, um, oh, I'll just kind of okay. hop in along yeah. with you. 
hop in, man. So, dude, so the the fans were back and excited when the match when the match starts. Yeah. Um. The the match stays. The the lights stay off and are red during the match. Um, Very like 1997 Kane. Yeah, and the whole Which match sucked. they stayed this way, and yeah. it it was not good. That yeah. right there could that was a a that was a, a precursor to what was to come. Um, Bray was really no selling everything. They're really trying to make Bray a monster. A friggin' monster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they're kendo sticks, no selling. I mean, he's really like an Undertaker, a Kane, yeah. uh, just a giant type monster that they're trying to make him. Um, at this point, I'm putting, you know, I'm a little bit through the match. I'm writing the red lights are stupid. I'm done with oh the red God, lights. Dude, it's yeah. like, Wow, you can't. And, yeah, and, I, and dude, like, yeah, I feel like we both love both of these guys too. Like, before yeah. we get too far, like, we're I no. was hype as hell for this match to happen. Like, I was yeah. super hyped to see it, right? Like, I mean, we were both on the same page with that. Like, I definitely wanted to see this match. Like, I thought it was gonna be the the match of the of the night for sure. I did too. I did too. I love both of them. Yeah. Um, it was they did a slow pace, um, and yeah. a lot of that was because of Bray with his really new style of being a monster no selling, and he's throwing Seth all over the place, almost every side of the cage. They're on the outside of the ring. They spent a lot of side, a lot of time on the outside of the ring, as like the other Hell in a Cell match we saw earlier, where they stayed on the outside. They did that. Uh, kind of at the earlier in the match, and Bray pretty much threw Seth into every staircase and every wall that was yeah. caged. He's going all the way around. Um, Seth at one point gets a table. Um, Seth has Bray in the middle of the ring. He's out. Okay, so so do you have any? Since we're gonna go back and forth, do you have anything to say before the point that I'm gonna get to, where Seth has Bray in the middle of the ring out cold? And he starts to put some, bring some chairs and stuff. Do you have any? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got yeah. yeah. So, so, so okay. he put, he puts a table in the ring, and I thought that frog splash spot was pretty solid, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I thought that was, I thought that was a pretty good spot, uh, and I thought I mean it, obviously they're trying to build Bray to be indestructible. So at this point, like at that point in the match, we hadn't seen like a like literally like 37 stomps yet. We had just seen like the big splash. And they kicked out like right away, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's cool. Like they're doing the, the indestructible braid thing. That's awesome." The mallet spot uh, was a little too cartoonish for me. That little, you know what I mean? Like the mallet from uh, from the yeah. Firefly Funhouse thing or whatever. Yeah. Like it was just a little too much for me. So so at this point, I was not thinking this is awesome. I don't like ha- they're making him way too much indestructible at this point. But go on. Yeah. I'm 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 actually falling out of love with this real quick already. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't mind that at all. Um, I, I mean, I kind of like the idea. Now, once you start getting to the stomp spots, yeah, the crowd thinks that Rollins is going to win. So the crowd was booing the hell out of Rollins. Like, they were like, oh, no, he's going to hit three. He's going to do the exact same thing he did at the last pay-per-view where he hits three stomps and a pedigree and he wins um, like he did to, to Braun. Um, yeah. and they're like just booing it and, and, and yeah, just, I mean, and then of course he kicks out and so everybody cheers and then just a ton more stomps and the crowd is just, I mean, really loudly booing this match. I mean, probably the lighting and all of the frustration of the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Like, I yeah. just don't like devaluing his move that much either. Like that's way too many for him to kick out at one. Like you should have just like built up a stomp. And then like and, laid because or whatever and like really come up and then giving him another one. 
and yeah. then went for it. Like that's two in a row. And then if it was one kick out, you would have got the same effect, but you would have devalued the move less. You know what I'm saying? Like you still would have gotten that oh moment from the crowd, but yeah. you wouldn't have like devalued his move because that's a great finish. That's a really cool finish. Like don't you're but, you just trashed all over this dude's finish. Like and the and they're de- they're they're trashing all over the the one count kick up. Yeah, that's oh yeah. That's cool. And then you keep doing it. It's not cool anymore. And then they reuse that high spot a million times. That's yeah, a spot. Yeah, it was a lot. That's yeah. like an exciting spot. Like the first yeah. time it's like, "Oh crap, he kicked out at, at one." And then you keep doing it. You the don't The one keep that popped me though, I will say there was one that popped me cuz they did it a couple yeah. times and then like this is the cleanest way, by the way. If you're going to do this in pro wrestling, this is the smartest and best way and it still looks brutal as hell. He like so Rollins is standing over Bray, and Bray's like yeah. laying flat on his back in the ring, and he right. gives him like a huge, brutal-looking chair shot to the head. Like yeah. that's the way to do a chair shot to the head in 2019. Yeah. He really just hits the mat. He didn't even yeah. probably touch Bray at all. Looks but, great. But it looked fantastic. It looked super brutal. And after that one count, I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Like I was like that that one got me because I I mean that was that was probably the first time we've seen a chair shot to the head in WWE in what like 10 years probably. At bed, yeah. like about since about 2000, 2009, I'd say. Yeah, um, it was it was like yeah okay. I think the reason the fans were so upset though was because this is the same thing over and over again, and I think everyone was kind of excited because of the AEW thing and then the Fox yeah. thing. Oh yeah yeah. And yeah, yeah. NXT, so everybody is kind of like insane. things yeah. are gonna be different now. Yeah. WWE, this is a new season. WWE called it a new season. They changed the commentary teams. Everybody's thinking it's gonna be this great new thing, and then they're just literally acting the same way they backed to the last 15 years in this John Cena era. Whether John yeah. Cena's there or not, it's the same. Uh, same bland era same with Blandy yeah. Orton out there. I agree. Yeah. Everybody I agree. was kind of like, oh wow. So yeah. Then he, so he does that. Then he starts doing it with different weapons. because uh, he's got the chairs out there. He brings like a, a um a toolbox out there, and the fans start booing very 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 loudly. Oh And yeah. then they start doing bullshit, bullshit because it was shit. Rollins yeah. then goes gets a sledgehammer and the crowd is not into the sledgehammer. Not in the sledgehammer. They're booing even more. Raw the referee starts arguing with Rollins. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's chairs. There's a freaking uh, tool chest on top of Bray laying in this pile. Finally, Rollins hits the pile with the hammer, and the referee calls for the bell. What? The, what the are you crowd, doing? The crowd now, yells. Oh. What? What are you what? doing, man? Like, how can you possibly let that happen as, as a booker? Like, yes. Vince has to go after this. Like, this I'm, is unacceptable. No, we don't like, know, but I wrote somebody should get fired. The, the, oh, the 100%. Crowd, someone needs to be fired for this. The crowd's 100%. yelling. We get an AEW chant. AEW. I don't know if you heard that. but there Loudly. Was, loudly. Got, and it got really loud. A little bit the later. The whole arena, like, yeah. like, almost right before the very end, the entire crowd is just chanting AEW so loud. What did WWE think? Uh, Daniel. Daniel, what did they think was going to happen when they thought about this? They like, thought it was going to be so brutal. This. Vince thought this was going to be so intense. They thought everybody was going to be shocked. Be shocked. And, and, and silent. Because like, he hit Oh, him. my God. 
like all the steel just smashing down on its head right through it they were booing and this i mean this was so bad this was literally one of the worst finishes in wwe pay-per-view history now i've read that in other publications since then but after watching it it really was there's only a few that i can think that I mean, this, I think this is at the least w- in the top three. Not not this only top five, but it could, I I believe it is the worst. Now, if you guys think that there's one worse, please tweet us at kfabe.com and we will check it out. And I and I, you know what? If you if you're right, if it was worse than this, maybe I'd agree. But this was pretty. Tr- maybe beware Wrestlem- of dog. WrestleMania the one when the lights nine. went out or whatever. Yeah, but that doesn't count. I mean, when the lights went out, they had to finish half the show. But WrestleMania 9, where like Still a Brett, finish, though. Brett beats Yoko, and then Hogan comes out. Some and people then- could argue the uh, the Survivor Series, this Montreal school- screw job. Some people could argue that would be the worst. That was actually a pretty good matchup until that. Brett will, e- Brett will even tell you it was actually yeah, a pretty yeah, good matchup. Yeah, until yeah. The screw job. I don't yeah. think I, that's an exciting thing to go back and watch. This, you don't want to go back and watch. I mean, this was. I honestly think this will go down, and it's terrible for both men. I think they're going to pay the price for it, and it's not fair. I think they're going to uh, uh, they. It's this is uh, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I know we've had a raw since then, but yeah. I don't think we've seen the beginning of this. I, I think this is really unprecedented. I think this is going to change things. I really do. I don't I, think so. I actually, I think at this point, because you can't you you can't lose the fiend character. Because you put so much into it, so at this point they're gonna make the they're gonna actually gonna prolong this angle. It's gonna be even longer now, and they're gonna do everything they can to pull the nose up on it. And maybe they might actually let like Rollins get juice, like actual juice, when like in a match. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they'll do like some kind of maybe they'll do a the first time we've seen an Inferno match in forever, and Rollins gets his leg on fire or something. You know, like I mean, you need they, something crazy. They might, they might, yeah. At, but yeah, after ruining the Hell in a Cell, because that's what you did too. Not only did you hurt these guys, you hurt every possibility of your credibility for doing another Hell in a Cell match from here on out. Like yeah. from now on, now we know that there's a possibility that you can give us a DQ finish in a Hell in a Cell, and that's it something that's, makes a, that's no a door sense. you should have never opened. That's a dude. That's an unacceptable booking. Like there's no way that that can possibly be acceptable. When How- you just repeated it, it didn't make sense in my head. You just yeah. said a DQ and a thing, and I, I, we're talking about it, and it still doesn't make sense in yeah. my head. Like, wait, what? They it's, did a DQ? It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's a hell in a cell. I don't... It's I, insulting, is what it is. It's insulting. You insulted your audience, dude. That's why people are so pissed off. Yeah. It's not even that it's such the worst booking. It is, it's terrible. It's bad booking. Don't get me wrong. It's bad booking. It's but really you insulted bad. us, dude. You insulted us right when you just started a war with another company and you delivered this absolute hot trash. Dude, I'm, I, I got to tell you, man, me and you have been lifer guys with WWE. Our favorite wrestler, we started this show because we love WWE. And this is, we started the show last January when the business was not at its, its peak by any standards. So we, we're diehard fans. We have both been WWE guys, but I'm telling you, man, if they keep if they keep doing this tomfoolery, these shenanigans, this buffoonery, I will be all AEW. I swear to God. Like, the, I mean, the the fact that the whole arena was chanting AEW, they that dude, has to mean something to them. Get your shit you know, together, they, man. They like, like to Lord. act like. 
they there's interviews with Triple H and Vance, and they all act at they every time you bring it up, why don't you bring it up? Uh, soap operas and uh, the the NFL and uh, basketball and shut up. They're not the same. Every time you bring it up, they try to say the same entertainment. You've made billions of dollars off of being a unique thing. Not just because you're the best soap opera or better than football. That's not why you became popular. There's reasons why people don't ask you about the war between WWF, Monday Night Raw, WWE Monday Night Raw, and Monday Night Football. There's reasons. Because it's two different things. Get your shit together. Two different things. There's wrestling versus wrestling. That's why people are bringing up the war. That's why whenever you did the worst booking that anybody's ever seen in the history of wrestling, they're screaming the other channel. They're screaming AEW and a WWE. You should be a sh- you should be embarrassed. And I know they're scared. No matter how much Triple H wants Dude, to they say, they have to be now, man. Yeah. No matter how much they, they want to say, be. it's we're not competing with them and we're competing with every form of entertainment. At that point. They're they're think they're rethinking things. They need to start. They need to get some younger people and some people who know what the hell they're doing. Because whoever did that, I don't know. I don't want to give a blame without knowing. But that person needs to be fired. If they don't need to be fired, they need to give a different position. If maybe they have tenure in the company, let them be in charge of talent relations. On Friday, the worst gig. Give to wrestle with. Then well, you. Come back and cut some more. Like let's uh, let's cover no, these shows that, that you were there for for the past year. That wasn't Bruce. I'd rather just hear those podcasts. Yeah, but that wasn't Bruce. I mean, how do we? Uh, that, he's grandfathered, knows? bro. He's not who getting, knows? He's not getting fired. He'll who leave knows? Before he but but that was bad, man. I can't say that there's ever been anything that bad. Um, but I'm glad we were here to talk about it with you guys. Yeah, dude. So the overall, what do you think, man? If if we're well, gonna have to weigh, what you give from that match? Oh, I gave, I gave F plus plus. I gave it a D minus because I actually did like the end ring work. I just thought the light, like the workers were working well. Uh, the lights just, were off the whole time. Yeah, the finish yeah. was terrible. Got to yeah. give it an F plus for me. Yeah. Got yeah. Me. Well, I mean, D minus is still, I mean, well, you know what? No, it wasn't passable. You're right. F plus. It wasn't passable. You're right. <laughs> I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't passable. You're absolutely right. I, F plus I, D minus. I feel like we're close enough. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and side with you. Uh, so overall, what did you think? I mean, which which one wins this kayfabe comparison, you think? But yeah, overall, let's wrap this thing up. You know, I really liked the tur- – uh, tur- I almost said Turbo Tuesday. The Taboo Tuesday, um, their opening match was the, the IC title match. I really liked that. Women's Battle Royal was terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, Snitsky and Kane wasn't good. You got <laughs> Eric Bischoff wasn't good. La Resistance wasn't good. Chris uh, I like La Resistance. wasn't good. Triple H and Sean was good. Randy Orton was good, which is crazy to say. Yep. Hell in a Cell had a few better matches. I hate to give it to Hell in a Cell because of that ending. I agree. It's kind of weird. Like I, I almost want to just give it. We to just picked a bad today. show, guys. We picked a bad show <laughs> for a comparison. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay. So this will give you. This will give you what happened. Okay. So because we had those two terrible divas matches and one of them got negative two stars, my overall rating for 2004 was literally a half of a star. But granted, there were some good matches, but those other matches were so bad that they drug it down all the way down. Now right. the Hell in a Cell show got one, or no, they got two stars. They got two stars. Um. So like, overall. Uh, I got to give it to Hell in a Cell, even though it was a trash paper. So, again, like, yeah. the I'll overall never rating either. for Hell in I'll a never Cell watch yeah, was two stars. Yeah, it's not – yeah. I'm never watching it again. 
Never watching it again. But you know what? Thanks, you guys, so much for joining us this week. We're so sorry that we missed a week. I promise we are actually, you know, we had a little brainstorming session before the show about how to make sure that this is never going to happen again because we love you guys. We're so grateful that you guys listen. We're so grateful that you guys have been engaging with us on our Twitter streams and on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, So let's go ahead and give them a rundown. Um, If if you are new to the show, our Instagram and our Twitter is kfabecom. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Uh, you can follow us there. If you hit us up with a tweet or if you send us a comment or if you want to just uh, follow us, we'll probably follow you back on Instagram. We love we love hanging out with you guys and talking to you guys. Uh, yeah, today is October the 10th, and we are covering Hell in a Cell 2019 versus Taboo Tuesday. Sorry about the two terrible shows, but hopefully you enjoyed the banter. Um, next week, cast cue the music, buddy. We are back to our Pop Culture Monthly episode, Hello. and we are covering... Star Wars Empire Strikes Back versus Back to the Future Part 2. Man, that one's going to be a banger. I am super hyped. How do you feel about going back to our pop culture format just oh. once a month? I'm loving it. I love I love being able to do this. I'm excited. I'm excited. I got to watch both these movies. I got to yeah. get I got to get together. It's been a while, but I love them both. Like yeah. it, I, I would I, I keep both of them like close to my heart, but it's honestly it's been years since I've seen either one of those movies. So yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped to go back and watch them. Maybe I'll watch them with my son if he can sit still. He is only 4 years old, but yeah. uh you know, we'll, we'll try. We'll we'll give it the good old-fashioned college try. Uh, now, the following week we, is October 24th, and we are going to be covering. It's an all-97 show, guys, and we're trying to, you know, we've told you guys how much we love 1997, and we're trying to get as much content as we can while it's still relatively relevant in the uh, anniversary circle. So, uh, yeah, next week is going to be October, or two weeks from today is actually going to be October 24th, and it's going to be WCW Great American Bash 1997 versus WWF Canadian Stampede 1997. So you'll get to see like kind of the beginning of the Attitude Era, how we felt about two uh, quality pay-per-views from two different um, companies. At this time, try to remember that WCW was actually beating the WWF in the ratings. Um, so if you haven't watched WCW Great American Bash 1997, I would recommend doing it. I always recommend watching the shows along with us before they're posted. Uh, you can always find our show schedule. It's a pinned tweet on our Twitter or it's in our highlights on our Instagram account. So that way you guys can get ahead of the curve, watch the show so you already know kind of what we're talking about. Um, yeah, man, and the show uh, that that following week is going to be Halloween Day. It's going to be a spooky episode. Cass, how do you feel about Very the uh, – how do you feel about the spooky episode? I'm a little scared. I'm going to be honest. I'm scared. I don't yeah. like spooky things. So I'm a oh, little scared. Oh, yeah. He's a little timid. <laughs> he's, he's, from, he's from the swamp. What do you expect? Um, all right. So, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the Halloween episode is going to be a Halloween themed episode. It's going to be WCW's Halloween Havoc. Again, from 1997. Uh, versus WWE's Judgment Day. A little, a little dead man theme here from 2002. And a little fun fact, both me and Cass did not know each other at this time. We were both at the show in Nashville, Tennessee. So we will have a really fun perspective on that one. Be sure to circle your calendar for that Halloween show, man. The Halloween show this year is going to be really, really fun. Uh, we'll, we'll try to make it a little a little special, a little spooky for you guys. Uh, and then rounding out a month of content for us, we'll be covering on uh, November the 7th, we'll be covering WWE's Crown Jewel, uh, which is Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Uh, that'll be kind of funny. Versus uh, ECW's Anarchy Rules from 2000. Uh, Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn for the ECW title on that one. That's going to be a banger. Uh, RVD versus Rhino. Both guys really hungry. That's going to be a banger. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited, man. Dude, I feel like 
every week we say this, but like we managed somehow at the last minute to come up with the best possible damn content for us and our fans. What do you think about this month's schedule, bro? We just keep figuring out a way to up ourselves week after week, and it's never going to stop. We're going to keep giving it to you guys, just like we did it tonight, Call just like Cody we did Rose. it with this terrible Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And with even more awful taboos Tuesday. And we're going to keep it coming. We got a pop culture episode, like you just said. I'm excited. I know you're excited. I'm really ready to go to bed. Maybe drink a couple more beers. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but I'm out. <laughs> hey. Okay. No, we're not Wait. going yet? Wait. Oh, is it? Wait. Oh, we get... Wait, Kat. Yeah. Where'd you go? I'm right here. Wait. What? Are we, you Are you talking or I... am I talking? Wait. No, 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 but... <laughs> All right, we're out. Peace. All right, peace.